This episode is brought to you by Premier Ridge Capital. Your path to financial freedom and stability through multifamily syndications begins with Premier Ridge Capital. Visit our website at www.premierridgecapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and get your free ebook today. Learn the secrets of multifamily investing and how Premier Ridge Capital can be your partner in achieving financial peace of mind. A study shows that unaffordable rents are linked to premature death. In this week's real estate market update, as reported by CNBC, according to a new study published by the journal Social Science and Medicine, an individual paying 50% of their income towards rent in 2000 was 9% more likely to die over the next 20 years compared with someone paying 30% of their income towards rent. According to the study from researchers, At Princeton University and the U.S. Census Bureau Center of Economic Studies, someone paying 70% of their income towards rent, meanwhile, was 12% more likely to die. Well, now we're linking rent. This makes total sense. We're linking rents to health. Wow. And I quote, "We we were surprised by the magnitude of the relationship between the cost and mortality risk, said Nick Grapp a postdoctoral research associate at Princeton University and the study's lead author. It's an especially big problem when we consider how many people are affected by rising rent. This isn't a rare occurrence. End of quote. Rising rents have far outpaced, leaving the typical renter in the U.S. paying 30% or more of their income for housing in 2019. Four in five renter households with incomes below 30000 were rent burdened. The Princeton researcher collaborated with the Census Bureau to create a data set that allowed them to follow individual records from 2000 on. They analyzed millions of records to understand the link between rent burden, eviction, and mortality for people. In addition to the consequences of unaffordable rent, they found that even being threatened with eviction was associated with a 19% increase in mortality Receiving an eviction judgment was associated with 40% increase in the risk of death. Wow, this is serious business. Now, this completely makes sense because I remember when I was a renter and how stressful it could be. I can only imagine how stressful it could be not having money to pay a rent. I remember how it was when I had an exuberant amount of credit card debt and I was struggling to pay those credit card debt. And being in debt is not fun. And this makes sense. If your rent is significantly more than 30%, I can see how that may add stress into a a renter's life and into their health. Because when you're stressed, where does your stress go, right? A lot of it goes to your chest. A lot of it goes to your head. It's just a lot of pressure. Really can tend to stress people out. I know what it is to be broke and I feel for them. I think the solution for this is we need to do better as a country, as a society as it pertains to educating people out on how to get home ownership, right? There's many different ways for people to create home ownership, house hacking, FHA loans, VA loans, those of you that are veterans, that you can you can literally, if you just get a little bit of education, guys, if you're listening to me right now and or watching this video and you're a renter and this is you and you're stressed because your rent is, more than 40, 50, 60%. In some cases, I've seen it where 70% of people's income and you're struggling to pay a rent. You need to educate yourself on how to buy your first home. Guys, there is ways on how you can buy a property and live almost rent-free, 
right? You can go get an FHA loan, put 3% down, buy a four-unit apartment building, live in one, collect the rent on the other one. Even if you have to borrow the money, guys, this will create freedom for you. This life is different when you're coming from that perspective and you don't have to worry about where and how your rent is going to get paid. You're levered. We have to do better. We have to educate ourselves. We have to do better as a society, as an American society. We have to empower people and give people more resources and the right information to help people not have to go through this. Now, let's delve into the latest insights and trends shaping the housing market's current state. Mortgage purchase applications are down 1% from a week earlier and down 18% from a year earlier. Google searches for homes for sale are down 7% from a month earlier and essentially unchanged from a year earlier. Median home sales price was $363,628, up 4.2% from a year earlier. The biggest increase since October of 2022. Prices are up partly because rapidly rising mortgage rates were hampering prices during this time last year. The median asking price of newly listed homes was $366,019, so $366,119 up 5.5% from a year ago, which is interesting that sellers and realtors are asking more when houses are sitting for longer. Just weird to me. The monthly mortgage payment on a median asking price was $2,472 at a 6.95% guys mortgage rate. Guys, we're in, we're seeing sixes in front of mortgage rates again. A few weeks ago, we were talking about eight down 264%. A 10% decrease from the all-time high set during the four weeks ending October 22, lowest level since April. This is good stuff. Pending home sales were down 7% year over year. Now, the reason this is happening is we're in the winter month and real estate tends to slow down this time of year. We're right in the dead smack middle of the holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. And new listings of homes for sales are up 9.4% year over year the biggest uptick since July of 2021. This increase is partly because new listings were falling at this time last year. Active listings dropped. Again, inventory problem. It just keeps adding to the inventory problem. Active listing dropped 4.5% from a year earlier, the smallest decline since June. Now, guys, if active listings keep dropping and they keep dropping week over week, if this keeps happening, we're not going to see a big, big correction because the simple economics, if supply goes down, prices is not going to go down with, with supply. The only way prices go down is when supply goes up, then prices come down. They invert, right? Supply down, price up, supply goes up, more competition in the marketplace, prices come down. So, those of that are saying and calling for a crash, I, it just you, you're experiencing some markets that are hurting, but I just don't see it. I think 2024 is going to be with uh, the Fed's dovish attitude, saying they're going to lower rates three three times next year. I think it might start um, boosting real estate, and it might be a really good year for real estate um, again. So that's my thought on that. 28.5 percent of homes that went under contract had an accepted offer within the first two weeks of being on the market. And homes that sold were on the market for 38 days. And 25.6% of homes that sold above their final list price. So the market, again, it's this time of the year where the market is slowing down. I think 2024 is going to be full of opportunities. I think we're going to see buyers come back to the market. I also predict that 
in 2020, or we're going to see a five in front of your interest rates. When that happens, we're already at a 6.95 from last week. When that happens, when we see a five in front of your interest rate, we're going to see an influx of buyers that will come back on the market. I'm of the cap that interest rates will come down. And when interest rate comes down, affordability comes a little bit more into an alignment and buyers are going to come back out. So, and this has been your weekly real estate market update. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. I'll see you guys next week. Appreciate you guys coming on and listening and or what. And that wraps up another episode of Wealthy AF brought to you by Premier Ridge Capital, where multifamily real estate syndications meet premier success. Your future starts here. Visit us at premierridgecapital.com for more details.